When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. On SEN, your home of sport. It's time on. Very good evening to you. Hope you've had a ripping day. Sam Hargraves with you for time on. And it's time now to have your say on the news of the day. 0433 98 11 16. Of course, the temper text line. Temper is a mattress like no other. And 1300 736 736. If you're just getting in the car, you're just finishing up work. If you've just downed tools, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've been just itching all day to ring up and say, hey, you were speaking about that earlier today or I heard this story today. And here's what I reckon about it. This is your time. one 736 is the number. Uh, that's what the next hour is all about. At 7 o'clock, uh, we uh, go to the A-League. I'll give you the details of that in just a moment. Uh, and then I'm back from 9 to 11. And uh, after 9 o'clock, we will speak to Josh Giddy, who just got named in the Boomers squad for Tokyo today. I know that Bob and Andy had uh, his sire... Warwick Giddy on, NBL legend, uh, and they think they got the best of the Giddies. Well, I reckon at the end of the career, with all due respect to Warwick, we might be saying something very, very different. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Plenty to get through throughout, uh, and what has been a, another very busy day in news. Uh, and we've got Daniel straight away, uh, who wants to talk about the Boomers squad. Uh, the Boomers squad that was named today to go to Tokyo. Uh, is as such, if you're just getting in the car, Denga Dell, Aaron Baines, Ryan Brokoff, Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, Matthew Delavadova, Dante Exum, Josh Giddy, Chris Golding, Josh Green, Isaac Humphreys, Joe Ingalls, Nick Kay, Jock Landale, Mitch McCarran, Will McDowell-White, who's Darrell White's son, uh, the three-time Lions Premiership player, Will Magnath, Thon Maker, Paddy Mills, Brock Motum, Mitch Norton, uh, Duop Reith, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thibel, who, born in America, came out here at a very young age, has dual Australian citizenship, is with Ben Simmons at the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. He has made the squad as well, which Daniel from South Caulfield's ringing up to have a chat about. G'day, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How's your day um, been? Thanks for yeah, not too bad. I've been uh, itching to, to ring up and uh, speak to you guys at SEN about Matisse Seibel making the Boomer squad. Mm. That is exceptional. That is um, amazing that someone who... And this guy was at Duke. Um, he was... Sorry, he was... Uh, no, sorry, he was at college, but he was rated the number one defensive player in college in his senior year. Um, he was a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Yep. And for this guy to, to, to sort of to say, yep, I'm, obviously Brian Gorgian's been in his ear, in, in um, Ben Simmons' ear, and for, for those two guys to, to sort of agree to play for Australia, um, this is, it's enormous. And uh, I'm, I'm wrapped that Matisse Seibel is uh, in the Aussie squad. 
Yeah, so the 76 has got his draft rights from the Boston Celtics. I mean, this was a guy uh, that went to Washington College, uh, picked 20 in the 2019 draft, as you mentioned. Defensive Player of the Year 2019, as you say. He was the NCAA season steals leader in 2019. He was first-team All-Pac-12 uh, and two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Pac-12 All-Defensive Team. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's an inspired choice. Um, for those who don't know a heap about him, was born in the US but came out here um, when he was, I think, uh, about two years old and he lived in Australia for about seven years. He started off as a swimmer, Daniel. He wanted to, he loved life-saving. He wanted to be a lifesaver. Well, I'm glad he's uh, chosen basketball because uh, I'm really looking forward to this Olympic team. Yeah, I think it's a really strong team, mate. It, it, it looks very, very good on paper. Obviously, no uh, Andrew Bogut, but everyone we'd want to be in that side, uh, we get. And, you know, Josh Giddy's the, the, the real bolter in that side, just in his first year of professional basketball. I'm going to speak to him later on tonight. Um, Josh Green, of course, who's with the Dallas Mavericks at the moment, uh, the Aussie as well. So, And then we've got some of our best players who are doing uh, their best work over in Europe as well as a really strong NBL contingent. So it's uh, it's a quality-looking squad at the minute. Sam, can I ask you a question? Um, you, Please. You just, mentioned Andrew, you just mentioned Andrew Bogut, obviously not in the team. And Aaron Baines, obviously, is the number one big man. Aside from, aside from him, I mean, really, I don't know that we have the depth in the big man department um, to cover a loss of Andrew Bogut. What are your thoughts? I, I would respectfully disagree, Daniel. I think if you look at the form of Isaac Humphrey this year, who's almost in MVP-like form with the Adelaide 36ers, um, if you look at... Uh, if you also look at Jock Landale, who's playing brilliantly for South East Melbourne, um, you, you throw in Will Magne, who's uh, on a two-way contract at the moment with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so, I mean, Andrew Bogut was one of the best big men getting around in the world. So you, you don't replace that with just one player. But what you do is put uh, several good players who can, who can go into that role at different times. So I think we are well covered in the big man department. Thanks a lot, Sam. Have a good night. No, you too, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Uh, Kane's in Preston. Hello to you, mate. G'day, Sammy. How are you going? Very well. What's on your mind? Uh, I was just, just about the Boomer squad. I just got a couple of few questions, mate. Um, where, whereabouts is uh, Joe Ingalls and uh, Aaron Baines? Uh, they're in the squad. Oh, they're in the squad. I wasn't absolutely one hundred percent sure. Yeah, I was going to say I just I didn't see their name on there. I was just uh, giving a quick call to double check if they're in the squad or not. No, they absolutely are. Kane, rest easy, my friend. Uh, rest easy. Uh, thanks for the call. Have a great night. A couple of people asking about Bryce Cotton off the text. I think that's a wait and see on Bryce Cotton. I think he's got to get Australian citizenship first, and uh, we will endeavour to just to get an update there. But I mean, what an addition. He would be, um, he and Leroy Loggins, probably the greatest imports ever into the NBL. Uh, so that's a wait and see on this space for Bryce Cotton, just for Brett, who's asking, and Will uh, as well. And there's a couple more people that are texting in in regards to Bryce Cotton. Uh, other news of the day, um, well, Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley uh, fronted the media today um, in, in regards to the story that we actually got um, out last night. Uh, we were lucky enough to... Um, to speak to Ben Horn, who broke the story last night that the tour to South Africa wasn't going ahead. So um, given that the, 
I suppose, just the severity of the most recent outbreak of COVID, the mutant strain that's happening. They're getting a positive test rate of about 10% in South Africa at the moment. That has not been met very kindly by Graham Smith, uh, the head of South African cricket, um, not wrapped that Australia's pulled out at the 11th hour. So they're not happy at all. Uh, Nick Hockley uh, addressed accusations today that Cricket Australia only tried to get the England and India Indian series away, series, series away. I mean, all I can say is that we play every ball on its merits. Uh, we've learnt a fortune since we've started. Um, we've got the best medical advisors. I think everyone's becoming much more adept um, in terms of both the protocols and also risk assessment. And unfortunately, um, this current time in South Africa, we've just been presented with a risk profile, which is significantly, significantly greater than anything we've encountered to date. Um, and uh, with health and safety as our number one priority, as it has been all along, we uh, have found the, um, you know, the, the level of risk uh, to be um, you know, unacceptable uh, at this, this point in time. And that's unique to the current situa situation in South Africa. Um, and as I said, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very, very disappointing. Thank you. So... Graham Smith, uh, the Southern cricket boss, um, as I said, very unhappy about this decision. It's going to have a devastating effect on an already financially stricken South African cricket board. Um, but uh, Nick Hockley did say that they offered a contingency plan to South Africa to host the games in Australia and they did decline that offer. He was asked the question how it would work and what would happen if Australia does on the off chance still qualify uh, for the Test Championship and have to go to England? I don't think you can guarantee anything. That's one thing we've learned. Um, you certainly can't guarantee how quickly things change. Uh, you know, our mantra all along has been uh, to take the advice of the medical experts, uh, the public health authorities and do everything within our power to, uh, to to play cricket now, you know. Thankfully, um, for this home summer, um, you know, the, there's been community transmission at stages through the summer, but the prevalence has been, you know, compared to the rest of the world, relatively low. Um, and you know, it's still been massively challenging to to play the uh, to play the home summer. I mean, I think the the players. I uh, can't speak highly enough for the players, for their sacrifices. They've been away from family in, in biosecure bubbles. And um, so, you know, if, if it comes to that we qualify for the, for, the, the, for the Test Championship, that's now out of our hands. It's reliant on other results. Um, then, you know, obviously we'll, we'll have to look at the, the situation at the time. But our commitment since this very start of this, um, this period is to... Um, play cricket as scheduled, if we can, providing it's safe to do so. And um, that will continue to be our mantra. Nick Hockley uh, from Cricket Australia there, talking about uh, what would happen if Australia does still qualify for the World Test Championships, um, or the final of that, which at the moment is looking very unlikely. New Zealand qualify, now it's going to be... Uh, I think out of India and England. And, and Australia can still make it, just depending on how the results fall. It's so complex, the equation. Um, I think it, it, in, in the most broadest terms, I think India still need to win it, but not by much. I, th I think that's how Ben Horn explained it to me last night. Uh, Nick Hockley also went on to talk about uh, the stories uh, around, the recent stories surrounding Justin Langer. I think we're 
a um, you know a high performance. Uh, we're in a high performance business. We're in a high performance um, organisation. We're continually reviewing. Um, you know, I think um, some of the commentary that I've seen um, uh, around uh, jail in, in the media. I think that's a you know it's a it's a matter for within within the team within the squad. And um, all I all I really say is I think you know JL's uh, leadership, um, his passion. Um, you know he, he wears wears his wears his heart on his sleeve, but he's a great leader. What he's done for team culture, uh, what he what he provides to the organisation uh, more broadly, so not just uh, on the field but off the field. And um, you know I think he's been very 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 clear uh, very clear what what he stands for and. That's to make uh, make Australians uh, the team to make Australians uh, proud, and um, you know, I think uh, Justin's got our, our, our full support. But uh, of course, we're always um, you know we're always we will monitor um, performance, and certainly will um, you know I think this last series, uh, um, as with every series, um, will um, you know we'll, we'll we'll look to. To debrief and um, and see how we can get better. Nick Hockley, um, fully supportive of Justin Langer. Now, for, for AFL fans, that will put up a red flag very, very quickly. Isn't that always the line when there's a coach under pressure? Uh, Jules de Stoop will know. I'll get a yay or a nay from him. He's still out there. Isn't that always the line when a coach is under pressure that the uh, the president or the CEO says they have our full support? And then, and then a couple of weeks later, there they go. I am being facetious, of course. Um, in regards to that story around Justin Langer and his mannerism, his demeanour around the team, I'm going to speak to a guy called Dr Phil Jauncey a little later on tonight. This guy is a high-performance sports psychologist. He's worked with Cricket Australia for many years. He worked at the Brisbane Lions during uh, their run of three premierships in a row. He worked at the Brisbane Broncos for 15 years. He's worked with uh, Sri Lankan cricket, New Zealand cricket, Bangladesh cricket. He's worked with the Australian Olympic team. He is a man that knows exactly what it takes and what is the most important pieces of the coach-player relationship uh, and the tone and the mood that needs to be set by the coach around the players. So that'll be fascinating. We'll do that after 9 o'clock. Emma Carney, uh, the North Melbourne superstar, to join me a little later on this evening on Time On. Plenty more news still to get through. There's big response today in regards to the Israel Folau story and the possibility of him rejoining the NRL. Uh, but first, uh, uh, Sam's call from Thomas Town. G'day, mate. How you going, Sammy? Uh, very well, thanks, Sammy. Yeah, just want to talk about the uh, the Ben Brown incident with the uh, knee swelling. Yeah. Um, well, going off what Gorn said last week, I think it was on SCN that he kicked six in a in an intra club match, which yeah. I assume was last week. And then to come out, the Noel Footy Club's come out and said that he's that there's you know he's had constant knee swelling. So what I'm assuming is it's is it a is it a thing that's just happened this week or? Is it after that intra-club match? I'm just really confused. So he met a specialist either yesterday or today. I can't quite remember. Um, he missed the back half of last season because of knee issues. Uh, you're right that Max Gorn said he, he brained them in the, in the intra-club. It just sounds to me like it is an ongoing thing. I don't, from what I understand, it's not giving him pain, but it's certainly cause for concern when it continues to swell up the way that it is. So they definitely need to, to get it checked out. Um, but it's it, it's a precautionary scan is the way it's sort of being relayed. But it's, again, not great news. And especially when Max Gorn said to Gary and Tim that the one thing, the most important thing 
that they're, that they're trying to work on this year is their connection inside 50 and getting a better return on their investment inside 50. It's been a massive issue for Melbourne for the last couple of years is that they, they are right up there statistically in the inside 50 numbers, but then you've got to look right down the, near the bottom for them in the goals scored numbers. So it, it, they just haven't been able to get that connectivity. They're, they're it's just not working, that entry inside Ford 50. So when Max Gorn said even he's biting off 45-degree kicks, um, that, uh, that's, uh, that just goes to show how, much, how, how well they're all going in that area. So it is a concern, but I think it's just a, a wait and see. Yeah, yeah. As, and, and as a Melbourne supporter, uh, you know, with Ben Brown coming in, it's a, it's a bit of excitement, especially around the Melbourne supporters. You know, haven't had a mm. proper key forward since David Leeds. So, for ben, if Ben Brown were to go down and say be out for say the first ten rounds, it's going to be it's going to be huge for, for blokes like Sam Weedham and stuff like that. It needs to really, really step up this year, or else we're going to struggle. You know, as we have in the past two well, years. So, yep. fingers crossed for Ben Brown. So, yeah. It, it was a, a great. Um, it was a great talk topic that was on SEN today. Who are you most worried about? But it also can lead into a topic. Who does your season most depend on? And I reckon, even though he hasn't played a game for Melbourne, that if you would ask that question of Melbourne, you know, Melbourne fans, of which you're one, Sam, who do you think your season most depends on? And I actually get the feeling that it is Ben Brown. Who? Who? One hundred and ten percent. I'm telling you, that's Every Melbourne supporter you talk you talk to saying we got Ben Brown for cheap and he can actually be, you know, huge for us. Mm. So pick thirty one or whatever it was for for what he can do and what he's proven that he can do. If he if he gets on the park and you know strings strings you know half a season or even more to you know to see how we'll see how his knee goes. But if he strings you know eighteen to twenty games, it, we, we could be looking dangerous. You absolutely could be. Uh, we'll have to just wait and see. Cross every toe, every finger that you've got, Sam, and, and hopefully it's just, it, it's, hopefully it'll all be fine. Mate, thanks for the call. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. one 736 736 Call at any time. Your say on the news of the day. That's what time on's all about. one 736 736 Emma Carney's going to join us after 6.30. Uh, Pride round gets started Friday night at Witten Oval. It's a sellout between the Blues and the Dogs. Uh, speaking of Pride Round, it's ironic that we're getting ready to celebrate Pride Round in AFLW when the NRL is weighing up the possibility of Israel Folau returning uh, to the NRL after a couple of years ago being booted out by Rugby Australia. Now to get back to his first sport in the NRL, St. George Lawara uh, uh, looking set to get that registration over the line. And there's been a few people who have made comment on that today. We'll work our way through that next on Time On. On SEN, your home of sport. Time On. one 736 North Melbourne skipper and AFLW superstar Emma Carney to join me. She's going to be uh, by my side on Friday night as we broadcast uh, the first game of round two of this AFLW season. It's pride round uh, between the Blues and the Dogs who started this round from an AFLW point of view and now um, every club and uh, the whole round is dedicated to pride round and about five clubs will be wearing uh, special pride jumpers for, to mark the occasion. Um, it's a, a fantastic initiative and um, it's an ironic one given that we're getting ready to celebrate that but uh, in the NRL the biggest issue there is uh, whether or not the NRL will agree to re-registering Israel Folau. Of course uh, his Rugby Australia contract was torn up a couple of years ago. He's been playing in France 
um, for the last couple of years, wants to come back. St George Illawarra are keen to have him on board. Uh, we know the whole situation and reason as to why uh, that situation unfolded. Now it's a big decision for the NRL and what kind of um, message they want to set. They'd already previously said that they wouldn't entertain that and Israel Folau wouldn't be registered. I think they've, that stance it would need... I think given the legal minefield around that, I think they do have to accept or they do have to go through a full process with anybody who asks to be registered with the NRL. But the first openly gay NRL player, um, who you, you may know, uh, the story... Um, you may know the story of Ian Roberts, um, who came out uh, as gay in 1995. Uh, he was the first professional rugby league footballer, or think of any code, uh, to do so. He's had uh, his say today, and uh, he spoke to the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, and he was unequivocal in his view. Uh, he has said, at what point did someone at the Dragons think it would be a good idea to invite this uh, SH, uh, exclamation mark, T-Storm into their club, Roberts asked, and that's what it will be. You are welcoming this hurricane of offal. I would have thought the board and the, and the coach could look at their position in rugby league because this is about more than winning or losing. It's about the actual fabric of the game. Who thought this was a good idea? It's mind-blowing. People don't understand the effects of homophobia and the consequences. People in the LGBTIQ plus community know it because it's our reality. Uh, they haven't officially lodged the contract, but uh, the ARL are believed to be uh, are believed to going uh, are believed to be discussing this situation on Thursday. Um, Roberts, uh, for the first time, led the NRL's Pride in League float. So the NRL have a, a float in the Mardi Gras, and he led that float in 2017 and for the last five years has played an integral, integral role in the NRL's inclusion program. Uh, he said, we have these scenarios around homophobia, misogyny, drugs in sport, use of social media, he said, of the program. It's a safe place for players to get things wrong because we can talk about it. Um, Roberts fears that Folau's presence in the NRL will have devastating effects. You know that... S-Storm I was talking about. That S-Storm claims lives, he said. People don't understand the effects and the consequences. It's our reality. We've all lost friends uh, to suicide. 131114, uh, of course, the lifeline number. For any kid out of the suburbs now dealing with sexuality in a negative way and self-harm is a reality, this S-Storm is deadly. Um, former His former Wallabies teammate, Falau's Wallabies teammate, said the NRL should not allow the player back in the competition. If I was a club owner, I wouldn't have him playing for my team. That's what Drew Mitchell told Sunrise. It certainly He certainly has support from uh, former uh, teammate Sam Thiday. Uh, Willie Mason uh, believes that he should be back in the NRL. And there's been several articles written in support uh, of him rejoining uh, Rugby League. Uh, Frank Panisi, uh, the, the, uh, the footy boss at the Melbourne Storm, had this to say on SEN today. You know, he was very respectful and just went about his business. And um, so it was really surprising to see his last season or so up there with the Waratahs and, and the Wallabies and, and all the social media posts. So, yeah, it's like there's two different Israel Folau's uh, from out there. The, the one that we, we knew down here and the one that we saw from a distance are two different people. So, it, it, it's yeah, it, it'll be interesting if, um, you know, I, I think the one that we knew, you can understand the, the game and the club um, potentially accepting, but the, the the one that left, you know, 12 months ago, you know, with, with the controversial social post, which oh, mm. I must have surprised all of us. It just, it wasn't the Israel we knew. That was Frank Panisi from the Melbourne Storm uh, speaking today. That post is still up, by the way, so... Um, I'd imagine that might be one of the first questions that the NRL would ask him uh, about his view. And uh, we've spoken a lot this week about 
apologies and the way in which and do people deserve second chances? Well, if he's any chance of getting back in, the contrition that would need to be shown, the apology that would need to be given, and even then, I mean, the NRL has worked very, very hard on establishing a real connection. Um, a real connection. I mean, we spoke about the uh, the Mardi Gras float that they've had uh, since uh, for, for about five years now, but um, the connection that they've been looking to build um, in the LGBTIQ plus community um, I wonder if that all gets thrown out the door the moment that that would be accepted. So there's the legal matters involved as well um, and whether you can restrain trade. Um, it's a very complex situation. Uh, 0433 of course, they do want to be as inclusive a league as possible. Even some of the journos going at great pains to say he should be allowed back because they're such an inclusive sport, yet at the same time uh, declaring anybody that was offended by Israel Folau's comments as a snowflake and that they should get over it. Uh, that was James Hooper's article uh, with Fox Sports. Uh, so that sort of didn't seem to really fit the narrative of being uh, inclusive. Um, and I, I don't think that was in the spirit of the way in which we are to try and speak to people who would have felt aggrieved um, and and the people who are most vulnerable to comments like that. So uh, it's a very, very sensitive topic. You can have your say on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. But uh, a lot of people spoke about that during the week. About apologies, it's been on the agenda this week and uh, what they can do. But you'd think that would be the f have to be the first point, wouldn't it? It'd have to be the first point. I mean, there's been conditions put on Israel for Folau, our contracts before and they've been ignored. So I don't know if, you know, caveats in contracts is going to get the job done in that regard. Um, you've got to understand that the, the message that it sends in a broader sense as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Of course, uh, it's great though that in the AFL, in the AFLW uh, Pride round, this round, uh, and it gets started on Friday night between uh, the Blues and the Dogs. Uh, Dogs home game at Witten Oval. It's a sellout. How good is this? And Dwayne's been talking about this all week. The Terrace Culture's back, back at suburban grounds, crowds, good footy. Uh, I'll be doing that game uh, for AFL Nation. I'll be doing it with Emma Carney, and she'll join us next uh, on Time On. On SEN, your home of sport. Time on. Still plenty of time to take your calls. one 736 736 and your text 433 Several texts coming through in regards to Israel Folau and whether he should or shouldn't be uh, re-registered with the NRL. Um, if the NRL can welcome back Matt Lodge after his brutal and legit crime, they can welcome Folau back. Uh, they say they're inclusive, but they're discriminating against Folau and his religious beliefs have people... Um, so just with that, no one's... No one is denying... No one ever discriminated against Israel Folau for his religious beliefs. They they warned him not once, not twice. They warned him twice to stop hiding behind his freedom of religion to try and deny someone else their freedom. And that's the thing about freedom. We all have it. We all have freedom of speech. But when you use yours to try and deny someone of theirs and when you hide behind that to try and vilify and persecute someone else, then that is going to cause a problem for your employer because your employer will have a social media policy, your employer, your employer will have a codes of conduct policy and if you breach that, then you're in breach of your workplace agreement or your workplace contract. No one's saying that Israel Folau can't be religious. There are plenty of religious people who, 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 who are absolutely fine and, and free to go about their business and do go about their business and we never hear about it because they're not there trying to persecute and vilify someone else openly. 
on social forums. There's plenty of very religious people in all sports who go about their business unimpeded. That's not what the issue is here. Uh, well, I don't agree with Israel Folau, but we should be able to respect his beliefs and whether we agree with him or not. And I, I agree with that too, but the problem was Israel Folau not respecting other people's beliefs and other people's choices. And by the way, his religious choice is a choice. Someone's sexuality isn't. So that's... I'm not trying to lecture to anyone here, but but, we, but Israel Folau's not a victim here. That's that's one part. And I'm, I haven't still even said whether I think he should or shouldn't. I think, geez, you'd, you'd want to get a lot of assurances, you'd need a lot of contrition, you'd need a, a lot in the way of an apology and a guarantee and a public guarantee from him uh, and, an, and, and an acknowledgement of pain caused before you'd even consider re-registering him. But I don't agree with people now starting to label him as a victim here. I mean, the man was paid out four million bucks, reportedly. I think he's OK and no-one's telling him he can't... There's not one person who said you can't be religious and you can't um, actively be religious, but you can't hide behind your religion as a way to persecute and vilify someone else. I think that's what employers have a problem with. Anyway, that's enough of the, uh, the lecturing, and I don't mean to, but I just there's a fair few texts coming through saying, uh, painting him as the victim. Uh, he's not. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Arthur is giving us a call. G'day, Arthur. Oh, g'day. How are you going? Good, thanks. Um, yeah, look, um, I just, look, I wanted to stick up for poor, poor I know you can take exception with me saying for Israel, but um, just from my point of view, um, he, won, he won his court case because he was victimised. He never signed those contracts because of his religious belief. You've used the word persecution, vilification. Ian Roberts called him an SH, whatever it was. Um, he's not a victim and he can't be active in his religion. And yet all those things you've done to him, all these things you guys have done to him. Me? He hasn't personalised this about him. Yeah, you said he's persecuted people, he's he vilified has. people. He has. No, he hasn't. No, yes, he hasn't. Yes, he has. He's still got the... That's your hey, view, but that's not he, my view. He's still got the social media posts up there. If you'd like to have a, a read of them, they're still up, by the way. No, he's he just reading from the Bible. He hasn't he's taken them down. He's just reading from the Bible. And the, if you've the, got to take an issue, go, hey, re, go Arthur, read it yourself. But the Bible also says... He read that, it. The Bible also said that he should be stoned to death because he works on the Sabbath. Should we all go out and do that? Of course not. I'll tell hey, you. There you go. We don't, we, don't there you into, go. we don't want to get into those conversations. Exactly. We don't want to get into those conversations. No one's saying he can't openly practice... No one's saying he can't openly practice and be proud of his religion. You are, no, you I'm are saying he can't hide he behind that to persecute case. somebody else. He's not hiding. He's out in the open. He, he didn't persecute anyone. He didn't persecute anyone I would personally. Go and have a read. I agree. He could have done a better job. I agree. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have said it the way he said it. Absolutely. He did. He, he upset people. No point. Um, the Bible also says to love your neighbour and love... There you go. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, that's the part we can focus on. I, I maybe that's the part we can focus on, and then we'd all but be okay, wouldn't been, we? Don't say he hasn't been victimised. He, he hasn't has been, been victimised. The, the bloke got $4 million. That's Arthur, because I... of it. It's a fact. It's a fact. He won his, he's won his case. Okay, so if you... So he you, won his so case you, you feel he's been victimised, but you don't think the LGBTIQ... He won the case. Look it up. He won it. It's public record. No, no, they settled. They, they settled, and he got four million dollars. I'm not. I'm not crying poor for Israel with a four million dollar settlement. Because he got paid out for victimisation, we know that. You might not, but we know that. Okay. Well, you we think that. that that's what you know, and I appreciate your point of view. No, Thank no, you very much for giving know, me a call. Actually, no. Bye. See you later, mate. Thank you, Arthur. Appreciate it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six.
we've got to go to the... We've got A-League coming up in just a moment. Uh, and I'll tell you the game too. I just don't have it in front of me. Um, the boys from Talking City will be uh, taking you through that one. Um, it is... Uh, come on. Why is this computer uh, not working? Uh, Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne City, which will be up very, very shortly. Uh, as we said, the Boomer Squad was named today. A few texts coming through about that. Um, best American import, because I said that Bryce Cotton and Leroy Loggins were the two best American imports. Somebody said, Mark Davis says hi. That's a great argument, isn't it? And one for another day. Mark Davis... Uh, which oh, he was a great player, wasn't he? The chairman of the boards, a three-time NBL champion, NBL, NBL MVP, uh, finals MVP. Um, I still think Leroy, with three championships and three MVPs, uh, has got him. And Bryce with three championships and two MVPs. But it's a great conversation and one we'll do for uh, another day. Uh, thanks for your calls and texts. Uh, I'll be back after nine o'clock. Uh, we've got Josh Giddy coming up on the show. We will speak to Dr. Phil Jauncey about the modern-day coach-player relationship in light of the Justin Langer story. Uh, and we will speak to Farwood Armoured from the Perth Scorchers as well. Until then, enjoy the A-League. It's up next. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.